Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to another podcast episode of Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce, and what a privilege it is to have all of you out there by SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Blueberry, and others. We're just so very pleased and happy to have you with us today. We're going to continue with our study in the book of Revelation. I know it's going to be a blessing to you. If it is, like it and share it with others. You can also go over to establishedinthefaith.com, and if you go there, you'll find more information on how you can subscribe to this podcast as well. We love hearing from you, so please feel free to contact us with any questions and comments that you may have. Well, we're going to go on into the program now, picking it up in Revelation chapter 18 and verse 20, and we hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. been studying for the past several weeks about the destruction of the rebuilt city of Babylon that's found in the 18th chapter of the book of Revelation. And as we have seen time and time again uh, throughout this book, um, events take place in the spirit world before it actually manifests here in the natural world. We've seen that with the seven seals, the seven trumpets, the seven vile judgments, and we could go on and on with that, but I think it's always been this way. Nothing happens in this world without it crossing God's desk first, and he knows all things. He's the beginning and the ending. He's the author and the finisher of our faith and everything in between, so nothing catches God off guard. And uh, like I said, everything that happens in this world um, is but an echo of what has already happened in the spirit world. And the spirit world is more real than the natural world. It has existed much longer than the natural world. Um, in, in Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning God created the heavens. And then he created all the angelic beings that go along with that. And then he created the earth. How long it was between the time he created the heavens and the earth, we don't know. But he created the heavens and then he created the earth. And we'll look at that just a little bit more here later on. But the rebuilt city of Babylon symbolizes all the evil that's in this world and that has ever existed since the time that Satan led his rebellion against God sometime in the eons of the past. Now, the Antichrist, uh, also known as that wicked, the man of sin, the son of perdition, the Antichrist, when he steps on the scene during the first half of the tribulation period, he is going to make the city of Babylon his headquarters. And that being said, anything goes. Anything and everything that is against God, he's going to be for it. Kind of sounds like our present administration, but I'll leave that alone. I didn't say Obama was the Antichrist, but there are a lot of things that point to that. But no, he's not the Antichrist. The Antichrist will not come on the scene until after the rapture. So when the rapture takes place, the Antichrist will come on the scene at that time. I do believe that some things that are going on right now is definitely setting the stage 
for the rise of the Antichrist in end time events. But at any rate, the Antichrist is going to make the rebuilt city of Babylon his headquarters. It's going to be the new sin city of the world. In Revelation 18 and verse 2, it will become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit. But God is going to judge this city because her cup of iniquity is running over. And he warns us in verse 4, saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partaker of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. The city is going to be completely destroyed. The leaders of this world, the merchants, the shipmasters, and all of those who have been attracted to the riches of Babylon are going to be standing afar off and they're going to be weeping and wailing, mourning as their so-called heaven on earth burns to the ground. But as they weep and mourn, the Bible tells us in Revelation 18 and verse 20, Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. It's going to be a time to rejoice, because the destruction of Babylon marks the end of the kingdom of darkness. Praise God. The kingdom of darkness is not going to rule and reign forever. There's coming a day when it will come to an end. And this city being on fire is symbolic of what is happening in the spirit world of darkness. Now, when we see the terms here in this verse, uh, apostles and prophets, um, that further proves that Babylon represents all the evil in this world from the very beginning and right on up until now. The prophets were in the Old Testament, and the apostles represent the New Testament. So Babylon has always been in existence since Lucifer led his rebellion against God. Uh, for God hath avenged you on her. Uh, this tells us that God is keeping a watchful eye on his children. Nothing gets past him. He said in Romans 12, in verse 19, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. That's in Romans 12, in verse 9. God's looking out for us. Nothing happens to us to what God don't know about it. And when someone does us wrong, you better believe he marks it down. And you don't have to get a vengeful spirit and say, Well, I'm going to get them back for what God's already seen it. And it's our job to let God deal with that particular situation, whatever that situation may be. And the Lord said he will repay. All right, look at uh, verse 21, Revelation 18, verse 21. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be no more at all. Uh, if you will, Haven, put it up on the screen, Matthew chapter 18, verse 6. 
What we're seeing here in Revelation 18:21 is the fulfillment of what Jesus said in Matthew 18, verse 6. And it says, But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Now, when this angel in Revelation 18 and verse 21 takes this millstone and he casts it into the sea, it tells us that that day of evil is over. And all opposition to God and the persecution of God's people is now over. And it's going to usher in a new age. A new age where Christ will be ruling and reigning supreme. Now all of this is going to be done with violence, if you see it there in verse 21. It'll be done with violence to where it'll be found no more at all. All right, let's look at verse 22. Revelation 18, verse 22. And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee. Haven, if you will, go to Ezekiel chapter 28. What we've just read here in Revelation 18.22, the harpers, musicians, pipers, trumpeters, all that has to do with the world of entertainment, which has done more to destroy the lives of people than anything else in this world. Over and over again, we have read here in the book of Revelation where people are singing praises to God. And the book of Revelation, and we see it up in heaven, there's a lot of singing and, and praising going on to God in music. So music is of God. The largest book in the Bible is a book of songs. It's the book of Psalms, if you will. And God has dedicated that much space for praise and worship of God. So singing and music is of God, but Satan has come along and he has perverted music. Now, before he became Satan, he was known as Lucifer, which means son of the morning. In Ezekiel chapter 28, let's begin at verse 12. Ezekiel 28 verse 12. Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sun full of wisdom, and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardis, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. And we'll just stop right there for just a moment. All of these different stones was the outer covering of Lucifer, 
probably one of the most beautiful angels that God ever created. God invested a lot in Lucifer. When it says here, talks about the tabrets and the pipes, the tabret is actually a musical instrument. So um, Satan had that ability to emanate from his being music. And when it says here, uh, talks about the pipes, it talks about the ability to sing. Even today when someone can sing, it's often said of them they have a good set of pipes. But at any rate, verse 14 of Ezekiel chapter 28 says, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. This speaks of a position of leadership. So when God laid the foundations of this world, the Bible says in Job chapter 38, Haven, if you will, pull that up. Don't lose that spot. Job chapter 38, verse 7. Job 38, verse 7, talks about the morning stars singing together and all the sons of God shouting for joy. Lucifer, being in a leadership position, more than likely was in charge of this great choir in heaven at the time that the foundation of this world was laid. No doubt. So the question has to be, what happened to him? Well, Ezekiel goes on to say in verse 15, go back now to Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 15. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. Haven, if you will, go to uh, Isaiah chapter 14. If you want to know where sin started, it didn't start in the Garden of Eden. It started with Lucifer. Notice what it said there in Ezekiel twenty-eight fifteen. You was perfect in his way till iniquity was found in him. Now, in Isaiah 14, if you will move down to verse 12, the question is asked, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like thee, most high. Lucifer, being in charge of all of this worship that was going on in heaven, he got jealous. He didn't want all that praise and worship going to God. He wanted all of that praise and worship going to himself. And so with that, he led his rebellion against God. Haven, if you will, go to Genesis chapter 4. The first mention of music in the Bible, as it concerns a man is found in Genesis chapter 4. 
Genesis chapter 4, move down to verse 21. And his brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all, such as Handel, the harp, and organ. Jubal's father's name was Lamech. He was a man of lust and lawlessness because he took two wives and he murdered two men. His thinking was, if God forbid anyone to punish Cain who killed his brother, how much safer would he be for killing two men? Look down at verse 23 of Genesis 4, verse 23. And Lamech said unto his wives Ada and Zillah, Hear my voice, ye wives of Lamech, hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man to my wounding, and a young man to my hurt. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech seventy and sevenfold. Actually, what Lamech was saying, in essence, is that God would be to blame if anything happened to him. In other words, there is no future punishment. Do what you want to do. Live it up. This passage of Scripture, which I've just read to you in Genesis 4, verses 23 and 24, is believed by many scholars to be the first poem or song ever written in human history. And like most of the poems and songs written from then until now, it all has to do with things outside the realm of Christ. It glorifies sin and denies any future judgment. So just live it up. Sound familiar? So you can see, hopefully, from the very beginning with Lucifer, God instilling in him that musical ability, wanting that worship to go to him instead of God, leading that rebellion against God. He lost that battle. Later on when man falls, we see how music comes into the picture, but it all has to do with killing and no future punishment, and started from there and goes right on up until today. So Satan has perverted the music. And instead of music being used to worship God, it is used for Satan's purposes. And it has done more to destroy the lives of people than anything else. But the day is coming, and we've just read it in Revelation 18 and verse 22, when that sound of music will be heard no more at all. There's coming a day when it will end. The perverted entertainment of this world is going to come to an end. It all started with music, and then it went to movies. And now you just turn on your television set, even the commercials today is filthy. <laughs> Promoting any and everything in the world that, that is just ungodly. All right. Let's look at the second part of verse 22 there in Revelation chapter 18. 
Revelation 18:22, the second part of that verse says, And no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. Now this speaks of the way in which business is done. Ever since the fall, it's been a dog-eat-dog world. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. The sound of the millstone, it speaks of those that become slaves to the system. They work all the time. They see something that they want, and they're willing to give up their time for that particular thing. They become slaves to the system. How many people are working to support a drug habit? How many people are not working, but they'll just break in your house and get whatever they can in order to get drugs? They're addicted. They're slaves to whatever it is. And the millstone that is spoken of there speaks of slavery. And slavery will be no more. All right. Haven, if you will, put up Isaiah chapter 11. When Jesus comes back and the city of Babylon, the system of Babylon is destroyed, Jesus is going to put a stop to all of that and he's going to change all of that. Isaiah spoke about it. Isaiah 11 verse 4. Isaiah 11, verse 4. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And we'll just stop right there on that verse. There are plenty of resources in this world to satisfy the needs of everyone in the world. Now understand that. There is not a lack of food. There's not a lack of anything. Everything we need has been supplied by God in this world. But the problem is you've got sinful, greedy people that have more than their share and they hoard it up. Greedy. While the rest of the world literally starves to death. But when Jesus Christ comes back, He's going to put a stop to that. There will be an equal distribution of the resources of this world, and there will be no more hunger. The Lord's going to put a stop to that when he comes back. And believe me, even when everyone, he levels the playing field, and everybody has a plenty, there'll still be more left over to go around. Because that's my God. Amen. All right, go back to Revelation 18 and verse 23 again. 
Revelation 18:23. The latter part of that verse says, And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. This speaks of a false light, a light of evil, which Satan has used to deceive. Haven, if you will, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Do y'all realize tonight, if y'all were flipping through your Bibles, all these scriptures, we'd be here at about 12 o'clock. <laughs> Ain't it good? You can just sit there and look right up there and see them for yourself. 2 Corinthians 11. Move down, if you will, to verse 14. The Apostle Paul said, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. This tells us that Satan has preachers too. And John warned us also, 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. And John said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist whereof you have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world. Satan has got his preachers in the world. Even Jesus warned about the false prophets. How do you know if what you're listening to is of God or not? Listen to them long enough. And if what they're saying it does not lead back to Christ and what he did at Calvary's cross as the answer to the ills of mankind, then what you're listening to is not of God. If it's not Christ in him crucified, it's not the gospel. Oh, they may have some, some fancy ways of saying things. And some of that stuff sounds pretty good. But if it ain't Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary, it's not the gospel. Need to be careful of that. And Paul said in Romans 16, verse 17, he said, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. For they are such that serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Like I said, there's some that know how to talk a good game. And they can smile at the camera and everybody's just attracted to them. But at any rate, we need to be aware of Satan's false light. 
But the day will come when that false light will not shine anymore. Okay, go back to Revelation 18, verse 23. Second part of that verse. And the voice of the the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. Marriage was the first institution created by God. One man, one woman. And what God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. But half of the marriages in America right now end in divorce. Why? I submit to you tonight that most of the marriages that take place, God didn't put them together to start with. Why? Because the two individuals were not founded in the Lord Jesus Christ. They were founded in the Babylonian system. That Babylonian system just come out a short time ago and said it's okay now for gays to marry. And I know God didn't put that together. But when Christ comes back, marriage will be what it ought to be. And believe me, there will be no gay marriage at that time. All right. The third part of that verse, Revelation 18, verse 23. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. Now this goes back to what I said a few minutes ago about the rich getting richer. How did they get that way? I think the word sorceries has got a lot to do with it. The word sorceries in the Greek, the Greek word for sorceries is pharmakia. It's where we get our English word pharmacy from. It has to do with drugs, whether legal or illegal drugs. According to this, the drug industry is going to be booming at that time. It's booming now, be honest with you. All manner of drugs, whether it be legal or or illegal. Now, this is the thing, and I want you to catch this. It says um, that the nations were deceived by it. They bought into something that didn't do them any good. And I wonder today how many medications are prescribed that really do you any good. How many of them really can cure you of, of <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But yet people are getting rich off of it. And this thing that's going on now is only going to get worse and worse. Drugs. All right. Uh, verse 24. Revelation 18, verse 24. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints 
and of all that were slain upon the earth. The literal city of Babylon is symbolic of the Babylonian spirit. Goes all the way back to Satan when he rebelled against God whenever it was in the eons of the past. At the feet of this system is the blood of those who suffered unjustly for the cause of Christ. And God is going to judge this system. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. If the program today has been a blessing to you, we hope and pray that you'll share it with others. This podcast has been made possible by the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you to contact us or to contribute to this ministry. Go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. All donations are safe and secure through PayPal. We look forward to hearing from you.